Ladies and gentlemen, welcome your asses back to the pod. This is another episode of Snippin' Lines. This is your boy Hunter Mickles. We got a lot to talk about in this one. First thing we're going to talk about, the boys that do the locks were doing something new. Maction has officially started, so you know we have to bet on Maction. We have decided that every week to add on to our three locks, we're all doing a Maction lock as well. So let me read off the locks for you guys today. Starting us off, Blake has Northern Illinois minus six. They're playing tonight. They just started at 0-0, 13 minutes left in the first quarter. Central Michigan's about to, or no. Yeah, Central Michigan's about to score from the looks of it. So Northern Illinois minus six at Central Michigan. Then we have Nick. Nick has Bowling Green minus five. I believe they play tomorrow against Ball State, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So Nick has Bowling Green minus five. Then Tate has also has Bowling Green minus five. So that, that's ideal. Uh, Tate and Nick have the same one. And then uh, up next we got Jake. Jake is feeling uh, – let me look. Jake's looking at Toledo minus 15. They play tonight. They haven't started yet. He want, he almost wanted to change his pick, but he, he's a man of honor. He saw that they're having a blizzard. He's like, oh, man, it's dead before it started, but I'll stay with the pick. So, Jake, man of honor, a lot of respect for you, pal. And then in fifth place, we got CJ. CJ is sitting at – he's sitting with Central Michigan plus six and a half. Hell of a start. They just went up 7-0 with 12 and a half minutes left in the first quarter. So that's a great start for him, honestly. So there's that. And then myself. In dead last, of course, I have over 39 and a half in Bowling Green versus Ball State tomorrow night. So well, hopefully that goes well. I think we're just going to start having it where our it's we're going to go off uh, four games. Okay, so... Instead of three games a week, it's just going to be four games a week. One of the games has to be Maction. So simple as that. I'm going to keep it simple, just adding one more game. All right. Those are the Maction locks of the week for us. Now, let me recap the locks of the week from last week, week nine. I believe it was week nine. Um, yeah, it was. So we went nine and nine as a pod. Uh, not Not great. Back-to-back average weeks, uh, we don't like that. Not not what we like to see, but it's all right. Blake started us off. He went 1-2. and two. He had Georgia minus 14 against Florida. That was an easy cover. Then he had Penn State minus 30 at home against Indiana. Penn State fucking sucks. Fuck Penn State. Hate him. Fuck him, fuck him, fuck him. James Franklin, the one time we bet on you, you don't know what the spread is, you clown. Douchebag. So Penn State minus 30, loss. Then we had, or he had USC minus 10 at Cal. USC barely pulled this one out. That was an insane game. Like, absolutely crazy. 50 to 49. So Blake moves to 20 and 7 on the season. Insane record. Then we got Nick. Nick went 2 and 1 last week, moving him to tied for first at 20 and 7. He had Oklahoma State minus 7.5. That was a win. Then he had Oregon at Utah over 47.5. That was a loss. Very unfortunate loss. That one looked like an easy lock the whole time. Utah just didn't score any points. Uh, Super unfortunate. So over 47.5 was a loss. Then he had Nebraska minus 2.5 at home against Purdue. Easy cover. Nebraska wins that game. 
So Nick and Blake tied for first at 20 and 7 right now. Then we got Tate. Tate moved to 16 and 11. He went 2 and 1 this week. He also had Oregon at Utah over 47 and a half. As you guys know, that was a loss. Then he also had Georgia minus 14 against Florida. Easy win. Then he had Oklahoma State minus 7.5 at home against Cincinnati. Thank you to his girlfriend, Samantha, for that pick. Otherwise, you know, he probably would have lost, you know, because Samantha's just a dog. Just a dog. So great pick out of Samantha. Tate, thank your girlfriend for me. So Tate went 2-1, and one, bringing his record to 16-11. and 11. He's in third place by himself. Then in fourth place, new name, we got our boy, Jay Keeley at 13, 12, and 2. He went 2 and 1 this week. He had over 51 in BYU at Texas. That was a loss. Then he had over 53 and a half in Florida State at Wake Forest. Florida State almost hit that by themselves. Big time win. Then he also had Nebraska minus 2.5 at home against Purdue. His love for Nebraska ended up paying off for the first time this season. Easy cover for him. So Healy. Fourth place at 13, 12, and 2. Then we got CJ in fifth place at 13, 13, and 1. He went 1 and 2 this week, moving him from fourth place to fifth place. Big change. He had Georgia State plus 1.5 at Georgia Southern. Tough loss. Then he had Florida Atlantic minus 4.5 at Charlotte. Easy win. Charlotte sucks. Then he had Eastern Michigan plus 3 at home against Western Michigan. Very tough. Very, very tough. That was a loss. So. CJ, 5th place, 13, 13, and 1. And then in dead last, you guys know who it is. I've been here almost all season. Your boy Hunter at 10 and 17. I legitimately want to punch a, punch a hole in the wall just thinking about it. Uh, it's tough. It's, it's very tough. 10 and 17 on the season. Went 1 and 2 this week. Penn State minus 30. Like I said, James Franklin, you're a bitch boy. I don't like you. Ole Miss minus 22 and a half. Win, you know it, you know it. Uh, and then I also had Eastern Michigan plus three against Western Michigan. That was a loss, not even close. I mean, it was kind of close, but it's whatever. So we went nine and nine this week. We went eight and ten last week. We're we're still way above five hundred. We're shooting like sixty four percent or something like that on the season. Maybe a little lower than that as a crew. Like you know, that's not bad. So like I said, follow everybody's picks but mine when it comes to locks. Uh, and you guys will win money. Now, the main thing that I need to talk to you guys about. Actually, no, there's another thing. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the bets that I had last week that weren't my locks. Um, let me just pull them up real fast for you guys, you know. I went, I went pretty fucking solid, ladies and gentlemen. I went pretty solid this week in college football. Let me read them off for you. Uh, what do we got here? Let me see. I'm 17 and 11. I went 17 and 11, I believe. Let me just count them up real fast for you. Real, real fast for you. 1 and 1. 1 and 2. 2 and 2. 3 and 2. 4 and 2. 5 and 2. 5 and 3. 6 and 3. 7 and 3. 7 4. 7 5. 8 and 5. 8 and 6. 8 and 7. 9 and 7. 10 and 7. 10 and 8. 11 and 8. 11 and 9. 12 and 9. 12 and 10. 13 and 10. 14 and 10. 15 and 10. 15, 11, 16, 11, 17 and 11 last week, ladies and gentlemen. You want to know what that brings my record to? A whopping, oh, fuck, I got to do the math now. It brings my record to a whopping 92, 86, and 3. I'm over 50% again. Of course, I lose all my locks, but I win these. That's what we love to see. Now, let me tell you, if you guys want to follow these picks, 
I'll give you my early week 10 best bets. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, guys. A lot of them. Here they are. Over 42 in Colorado State at Wyoming. Jacksonville State plus 15.5 at South Carolina. Nebraska minus 3 at Michigan State. Over 34.5 in Nebraska at Michigan State. Wisconsin minus 9.5 at Indiana. Utah minus, minus 11 versus Arizona State. Army at Air Force over 33. Coastal Carolina minus 0.5, so money line, at Old Dominion. Minnesota minus 2 versus Illinois. Iowa minus 5 at Wrigley Field against Northwestern. Tulsa minus 3 at home against Charlotte. Under 71 in Georgia Southern at Texas State. New Mexico State minus 3 versus Middle Tennessee State. BYU plus 10 at West Virginia. And Washington State minus 13.5 at Stanford. Those are my early best bets. There's like 16 of them. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, there's going to be about 45 more for fuck final. Probably not that many. I'm going to say probably about 15 more added. I love I love it this week, uh, guys. It's going to be a... I think it's going to be an interesting week for college football. Um, so those are my early week 10 best bets. Um, there's a few more that, like I said, like I'm going to add. Um, I don't know what they're going to be yet. I've been looking at the board nonstop. Can't really pick out what game I want to be. I'm waiting for some of the lines to move, but that's all right. All right, before I end this thing, oh, I just thought Northern Illinois threw an interception. Live reaction. They did not. He dropped the interception. But uh, Rocky Lombardi bum. Anyways, I'm going to tell you guys how I feel about some recent news coming out of Iowa City. And if you can't tell, I might be the happiest guy alive. Brian Ferentz was at best a Pop Warner offensive coordinator. Did not uh, did not prove himself. He was one of the best offensive line coaches in the country. He deserved his chance when he got hired back in 2017. But he should have been fired about two years ago. Uh, his offense, his offensive play calling just was not good. I like I said, I don't know how much to blame him for that. I think it might be something to do with his dad. But I am the happiest man alive that Brian Ferentz is no longer the offensive coordinator at Iowa. I really wish they would have demoted him to offensive line coach. But no guy in his right mind is going to take that demotion. He's going to go somewhere. He, I mean, he's going to get. He's not going to be out of a job for long. He's going to get hired as an offensive line coach. Very well could be in the NFL because he's damn good at, at that job, just not damn good at calling plays. So, Brian, I hope you never received my voicemails that I left you when I was drunk. Um, I apologize for all those if you did hear them. But I am the happiest guy alive that you are no longer Iowa's offensive coordinator after this season. I know it's sad. Um, because that probably means Kirk is bye-bye, but Kirk needs to go. He just doesn't, he just doesn't, uh, the game's passed him by, as sad as that is to say. Uh, I will definitely shed a few tears, I think, when he does retire, because he's the only Iowa football coach I've ever known. Um, but that's just what needs to be done. The game, like I said, the game's passed him by. Um, so, Brian Ferentz, no longer Iowa's offense coordinator after this season. Northern Illinois just missed a field goal by about 25 yards. Holy shit, that was fucking horrible. Uh, on third down. What the fuck? That had to be wrong. Anyways, um, yeah, game pass Kirk by. Brian, you suck at calling plays. You're a great offensive line coach. Happiest guy alive. Um, like I said, 
We're doing maxion locks now to go on with the three locks of the week. This is where I come back, guys. Three straight four and zero weeks, and I'm in the I'm at the top. I bet maybe if I'm lucky. But yeah, again, appreciate you guys for listening. This is another episode of Sniffing Lines. We got a very special guest picker on Thursday. His name is Matthew Bandy. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy that one. But again, this one, the next pod will be out Thursday night. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.